Hey, small group leaders and host Beth here, and I am away on a staff summit, and I have the super awesome privilege of introducing to you a very special guest that you guys probably all want to hear from, so... Don't oversell it. Do not oversell it. Hey guys, good to be with you here. Steve is here. Steve, how are you doing? I'm good. So excited to be with you guys here. So we are going to go quickly through the intersect. Sorry we missed last week with a Jacko Jam. Man, it was hard to get this thing recorded, but we thank you for the feedback that you missed it. So that's why we're doing it right now. Want to let you know there's some great things coming up here at Crosspoint. One of them is the Operation Christmas Child. Also the women's tea. There's always things going on. And if you're ever looking for those announcements, they're in the loop that you get every week when you attend, but they're also at the bottom of this email with a ton of details. So if you don't catch it here, you can just check the bottom of the email, the small group email and read that out to the people in your small group so you can keep them up to date. All right, Steve, you ready to jump in? Let's jump in. Beth, why don't you take it away to get us started? All right. So question one is kind of the same thing. It's a similar opening, but it really is what stood out to you and why. That why is so important because when you figure out why that's important to them, you can tell a lot about where their heart is and if they're having questions or things like that. So for you, it's to keep And in my group this week, even we had some great discussion on that because it feels like this is a getting started question and sometimes mm. it's just boom boom you race through last week at least it was really interesting that it provoked and promoted a lot of great discussion so don't skip it just yeah. jump in and if it goes fast it goes fast you just move on if not you whatever yeah, yeah. don't be afraid to let it sit there and question number two and so steve only briefly went over this but we felt like this was an important question to capture Everyone is going to fear, worship, or glorify something in their life. What are the things that you are pledging allegiance to that are not of God? And it's kind of interesting to break it down into fear, worship, glorify. Sometimes they'll all be the same thing. Sometimes they'll be different things. But don't be afraid to ask that question and really push into open, honest answers in there. And then question three is just a follow-up of that. Okay, if what you fear, worship, and glorify is not Jesus, then what are the changes that need to be made? So that we're recognizing, you always say like admitting is the first step. And so we're recognizing it, but we don't want to just stay there, right? We want to move into this Holy Spirit transformational relationship. So with that, what are you going to do about it? Thanks for sharing that these are the things you're doing. We're not going to let you stay there. Small group leaders feel empowered to push and ask for what changes need to be made. And then for you as small group leaders to be able to hold them accountable. And for you to go first with that too. I think it's helpful when you say, again, some of these things are not going to be <clears throat> things where there's big, massive, overwhelming stuff, but this stuff creeps in sometimes too, and it ebbs and flows. So when you go first on somebody's more Self-disclosure things is super helpful to promote some of that where you'll get some me too stuff from some of the people in the group too. Mm, That's great, Steve. So some of the verses to look at here all deal with the idea of the rest and the reward that we talked about real briefly in the message this weekend. Romans 8 just, it deals with the fact that, man, there's the promise of great glory coming and yet they're suffering right now. And Mm -hmm. suffering is just awful sometimes and it makes us groan like childbirth and it's awful. It talks there about though at the end of it, that if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently that rest is coming and rest is not always guaranteed in this life. Mm. The hope is, is that we don't have it yet, but it's coming for us. And so we live in that hope. 
James uh, talks a lot about that same kind of thing too. Hebrews 4 is a longer passage of verses there, and it says a lot of different things. It's interesting that it will talk about with great hope and promise and expectancy, but also give some warnings in there. So it's like this weird thing of yelling at us, <laughs> not to miss it, but it's going to be awesome. So part of this too is he's, he's so convinced of how awesome it is. You know how it is when you think something's awesome. Somebody's going to be very fervent in telling people, don't miss this thing. And it almost feels like a threat, but it's more like you just don't want to miss it and don't settle for the things that the culture is going to tell you, this is how you rest. Right. Don't compromise right. that. There's a rest that's coming. And then Galatians 6 is a great verse. It talks about staying faithful and true. And I love those last couple of verses there where it says, hey, don't get weary in doing good. In due season, you'll reap a harvest, which means not always in this season. This season might be ugh, terrible, but there is another season of harvest coming. But you don't get to the harvest season unless you stay faithful in the plowing and the fertilizing. And it feels like a bunch of crap's being dumped on the you. Hard Sorry stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the, the hard, hard stuff. stuff. That's what makes the harvest great later on, but it can be really difficult. So stay faithful in that season with those verses talking about. And then that last question there just talks about imagine what heaven's going to be like, the great rest and reward. And sometimes it'd be fun to do maybe some weird caricatures people have of heaven because they're not really all excited about it because it feels like it's going to be boring with harps and robes and all that stuff. Hmm. We're going to unpack a lot of that here in the next few weeks from Revelation as we get to the end. But maybe it's good to look at what are they most excited about, about what's there. Maybe it's the most excited about is not what they're looking forward to being there, but maybe what they're looking forward to not being there. Right. Right. Some stuff that'll be missing there. And some of the, the difficulties of stuff that's going on here in this life. So, and that question for you guys, small group leaders, if you go into split time and really give a couple minutes to process is just a good time for you to be able to help people navigate. Maybe they have no idea what it's going to be like in heaven. We're going to talk about in a few weeks, but this is that promise of as a mom, sometimes I say what I'm looking forward to is a nap, yeah. <laughs> but just imagine <laughs> that great spiritual rest that comes with the suffering and the pain's gone away. So we are excited for you guys. We're excited for the series. So if you guys have any questions, please reach out to me or your small group coach. We would love to help you. We're so thankful for those of you that are letting us know what's going on and telling stories. Stories are such a great way to communicate how things are going in small groups. So thank you so much, Steve. You're the best. I'm sort of the best. All right. Well, sort of best. He said that, not me. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for all that you do. And we cannot wait to hear from you. So if you have any questions, again, let your small group coach know. Thank you guys. Bye.